Thank you for clicking and thank you for listening. Welcome back to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug. Hi, I'm Jim. So, Jim, in a number of states, four to be precise, and the District of Columbia, it is now legal for a person who's 21 years of age to possess and consume uh, certain amounts of uh, marijuana for uh, recreational purposes. There are other states, I don't re- know the, the number directly uh, off the top of my head, but you know, a, a dozen and a half others or so, uh, where medicinal uh, marijuana is allowed, where you have to have a recommendation. It's not a prescription. You can, no doctor is allowed to prescribe, uh, but they can make a written recommendation that you get marijuana for your glaucoma or what have you, if you're recovering from chemotherapy, for example. Um, there are, I think, two things um, relevant to law enforcement, um, and probably many more, but the two that I'd, I'd like to kind of really examine are, number one, the, the enforcement of, of, of uh, safe uh, motorists and motoring on the freeways or the streets. You know, right now there isn't um, a breathalyzer, uh, although a company named Hound Labs announced their intent to develop one uh, back in December, and it's now in testing. So if we have good fortune, we'll have a, a device sometime down the road, pardon the pun, with regard to uh, detecting more scientifically um, the presence of THC in, in, in someone's bloodstream. But right now, you don't, you don't really need to be a drug recognition expert to kind of know um, by virtue of your experience and your expertise um, when you're looking at someone who's very probably smoked marijuana or done another drug, plenty of kind of indicators uh, at a traffic stop that you can rely on. Uh, but, you know, as we as we move forward, you know, the, the couple of things are, you know, how do we keep the roads safe? How do we keep where it's where it's legal to s- smoke this stuff? You know, obviously, if you're high on pot, you are a danger on the road. And then the number two thing that I'm, I'm really interested in hearing your thoughts about are in those states where it is legal to smoke recreationally. Uh, you have to be 21. But say, for example, you're 21 years old, you graduate college at the age of 23, 24, you've gotten... You know, you, you, you spent your co- college years playing in a band, you know, and you smoked dope with the band. You realize after school that, you know, you're really not cut out to be a, a, a musician successful uh, enough to, to support yourself. And you go, ah, my dad, you know, my dad or my uncle was a cop. I think I could probably be a good cop. What about the standards for, you know, your, the past life of that individual who hasn't smoked dope anymore? You know, they've quit, but... Um, They've decided that, uh, you know, they're they're honest on their entry form saying, you know what, this is what I did in the past. You know, would that be prohibitive? Sure. Well, well, your first point is is well taken, although you um, you give people uh, a lot of credit by talking about glaucoma and cancer. (laughs) But I do know uh, young people who've gotten uh, marijuana cards uh, based on their inability to sleep, uh, their inability to focus their attention um, headaches, uh, things of this nature. Well, you, where, you've said before that the whole thing is a joke. It's I mean, a it's, joke. A, it's a total disaster. It's, it's a joke, right? Yeah. Um, and follow the money. You can see why um, it gets um, such good press. I think it's really dangerous that we don't know the long-term uh, health effects of uh, marijuana use, casual use, chronic use. Uh, I think there's a, a side issue with Um, if we legalize marijuana uh, recreationally, do we give it away? So if you have a habit or you want to smoke, it's not cheap. 
Um, I've been to the marijuana outlets professionally, <laughs> and um, they're upwards of uh, $300, $350, $500 an ounce, depending mm. on um, your, your strain or your vintage, if you will. So there's, there's definitely a cost factor. Um, if you're going to sit around and smoke pot all day and you don't have a high paying job that you can do from home, then you're going to have to come up with the money some, some way. Yeah. So those are all issues that, that concern me. And in addition, uh, I think some of the states that have uh, legalized it have seen some problems. The, the black market has not gone away. Uh, reportedly in states like Colorado. Um, in, in Alaska, which um, approved their measure, um, you have a high alcoholism rate, you have a high suicide rate. Um, I'm sure marijuana is not going to make that any better. So there's really a lot of concerns as, as far as health effects. But then who do we prohibit from um, which professions do we say that we don't want you smoking within three days of your shift or five days? Or it's really unpredictable since THC stays in your system for, for days and days and days. It's unpredictable. Yeah, chronic users, actually, they, get, they, they have so much THC in their system that it never actually goes away. You know, it's always there at a certain level, and it's just at which level is, you know, when it spikes, it spikes when they, they when they use it. Right. So do you want your pilot, your bus driver, your caregivers, adult or child caregivers, do you want them to be able to smoke a bowl on their way to work? No, 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 and no. Okay. I think that that's the appropriate answer to that. Right. And we haven't you even know. talked about uh, brain surgeons, EMTs, yeah. police, fire, judges, uh you know, give me the list of professions where you really don't care. Right, exactly. I mean, it, frankly, I don't want my plumber to come into my house and having had, you know, partaken of the green herb just prior to coming on the job because I think it's going to affect his effectiveness. Yeah. You know, I think that it, it, because it is an impairment of some description, you know, whatever level that that person is at, I mean, if it's totally annihilated, then we don't even want to be around them. But if, you know, even if they're within reason having a conversation, um, I still don't want them to have their hands on my, my plumbing, my pipes, my, my stove. You know, I don't want, so I certainly don't want my officers, you know, and of course we have to remember that there's a Drug-Free Workplace Act passed in 1988, which means that any department can have policy, any uh, airline can have policy that you can't use this drug and have this list of Schedule A drugs. And oh, and by the way, it's still a Schedule One federal drug. So I mean, right. it's, you're already committing a felony, a, a, a federal crime by possessing this stuff, right? Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure you will see um, those cases uh, challenged. Somebody loses their job for smoking or failing a test, and and how are you going to prove it unless you give spot spot tests and it's a union issue and on and on and on. Well, to answer your, your second uh, issue on um, the background of right. some individual who's maybe from a state where it's legal, um, by, by agency, every agency has their own criteria when they do a background on uh, what, what level of prior use would, would a person have. Mm -hmm. and, and I understand it that uh, time and distance from just about anything will usually uh, get you in most departments if uh, you meet the, the standard of time and distance from DUI, multiple driving tests, uh, crashes, um, points on your license, uh, marijuana use. There's some things that will just out and out just 
prohibit you from from getting a job within a certain agency. But there are others where a, a time and distance between the offense um, may still get you the job. Right. Okay. Well, that's I think that's good to know, particularly, and it's got to be a little unsettling if you're a law enforcement leader in Colorado, for example, or you know, in in you know, one of the places where recreational use is is now been I think almost two years. Um, so you know, there there could very well be candidates out there. Um, you know, in, in in a time when it's getting more and more difficult to recruit and retain talented professional police officers uh, because they're being drawn to every other profession under the sun because it, you know if you're that plumber you can't get sued for doing your job very frequently you certainly can't get shot for doing your job very frequently um, so uh, those other professions are drawing some really talented people away from what they maybe five years ago six years ten years ago would have wanted to become police officers so sure. you're dealing with the, the shrinking pool and it's shrinking further still if you have a restriction against you know any prior use in say colorado or alaska washington or oregon so i think we've basically covered uh, most of the topic here on me medical and recreational marijuana it's however going to be something that as november begins to get closer we're going to be looking at probably again because there are going to be ballot initiatives almost certainly here in california um, you know, they've had a couple of them that failed, but now, you know, the, the, the number of people in this state in particular that favor medical or, or recreational marijuana has significantly increased. Um, you know, and as those ballot initiatives roll around, um, I think it's going to be really important to talk about which states are looking at this. Sure. And, and in, in states with, with really tough economies, you're going to look at the allure of getting the tax from uh, marijuana. So it's going to look really good to you right now. Five, ten years down the road, if there is a, a health hazard, if people are relying more on health, public health systems, uh, you're really going to see the, the unintended consequences down the road. It's my hope that states that have um, uh, people who are really pressing for this, Take, take a, a moment and, and sit back and wait and watch and see, because I think we, we do need to look at data from Colorado, in particular, who amended their constitution. They didn't just pass a law. They had an amendment to the constitution of the state. So uh, that's going to be really hard to put that toothpaste back in the tube. You know, other states that have passed laws, they might be able to amend their laws. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'd encourage people out there who are thinking about this kind of initiative uh, to wait a few years to see what kind of, as you'd said, you know, secondary and, and third tier effects this is going to have on their state. Sure. And, and I'd love to hear from from any law enforcement officers from Washington, Oregon, Alaska, Colorado or D.C. and and hear what they have to say with what they're dealing with now and some things that we we didn't think that wasn't in the ballot initiatives, but they're having trouble with right now. And to do that, you simply need to email um, me and Jim uh, at policingmatters, that's all one word, policingmatters at policeone.com. Once again, I want to thank you all for listening, and we'll check you out in a couple of weeks. All right, be safe.